Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sergeant K's Corner. Um, I'm Sergeant K, needless to say. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about sticking to it, sticking to things. You know, I had the opportunity to uh, go to Milwaukee over the weekend and to... Uh, talk to some people, uh, you know, other Christians, and, you know, everybody talks about how the world is getting worse. In fact, it was a dinner conversation um, last Saturday night, and, um, you know, the, the world is losing its marbles more day by day. Just losing its marbles more and more day by day. And, you know, now it, it's already started to get a little crazier because we've got, you know, people throwing their hat in the ring for running for president and, you know, Democrats and Republicans arguing more and the debt ceiling being raised, you know, because we need to go into deeper debt in America. Um, you know, so things are out of control. We still have things talking about COVID. We've got you know, LGBTQXYZ issues, we've got skyrocketing utility prices, skyrocketing food prices, all of these things, you know, and then when you put on top of it the fact that there are more people on antidepressants in this country than at any time in history, um, yeah, you can see where people are just, like, off the charts and unhappy. Um, and some of them I've heard wondering where God is, and giving up on faith. You know, and I've had to remind folks that, uh, you know, we're in the end times. And God hasn't forgotten us, but all of the stuff that's going on has been foretold to us as believers, as born-again believers. All of this stuff was foretold. I mean, even the whole thing with, with people claiming Christianity and problems and, and all that good stuff, I mean... Saturday, I think it was Saturday, yes, it was Saturday morning, we're at the mall, and this young lady that we knew who used to go to church, she used to go to church with my daughter, and she used to spend a lot of time over here, and, you know, that doesn't happen anymore, and she comes walking into one of the stores where we just happened to be, and she's wearing a t-shirt, and it's got a cross on the front, and the circle with the slash through it, and it says, no religion. It didn't have a Jewish star. It didn't have a picture of the Quran or the, the, the sickle or anything like that that they used. Just the cross. Pentagram earrings. Pentagram tattoos on her legs. She was wearing shorts, so they were clearly visible. Um, and some of the rings that she had. She's totally decked out in demonic, satanic stuff. And... and like I said, she used to be over here all the time, and, you know, she was happy to see us or whatever, and, and you know, we talked, but she's given up. She's had some things happen in her life, and she's given up, and I've heard it from others that I know that used to go to church. We've got some trying to justify their behavior by using Scripture the wrong way, 
because they've given up on the promises of God. And, and, and I'm here to tell you today, the promises of God are real. And they're all there. They're all there for you. Denying it in any way, shape, or form is like calling God a liar. Twisting his word and using it inappropriately is no better. But calling God a liar. If you're a born-again believer, you know better than that. You know better than to try and justify something that you are doing that you should not be doing or say that you believe in something that you should not be a part of and twisting scripture to make it fit you. Look, sanctification occurs when you change your mind and you change the whole through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit changes you to conform to God, not God conforming to you. If you're hurt and giving up, or if you've started living the same sex lifestyle, um, and you're trying to use scripture to justify it, you can't. God calls it an abomination. He calls it an abomination. So, because people don't want to stick to it or change their life, they give up. They walk away. There's a, a bazillion and ten reasons, but it's usually... 99.9% .9 of the time, a disappointment because, you know, like everything else, man can tell God how to do it better. I just don't think so. I just don't think so. So, I've turned to John. John, the 16th chapter. And I'm going to, I'm going to start reading. Um... About 31, so it'd be 1631, actually 1632. And Jesus, this is Jesus talking, says, Indeed the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. You know, sometimes when we, we can all feel alone. We can all feel alone, but the Father is with. That's a promise, okay, that the Father is with Jesus. And Jesus is telling them, you're going to scatter. It says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. That through Jesus Christ, we may have peace. Peace about everything that's going on. Peace about uh, all the politics that are going on. Peace about the, the, the socialism that's trying to ruin the United States. Peace about uh, gasoline prices and grocery prices that, you know, are crushing average families. We can have peace about it, you know. Um, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Jesus is telling you right straight up front, in this world you're going to have problems. You know, when you become a born-again believer, your problems don't just poof, magically go away. God's not a genie. You don't rub the lamp and everything works out the way you want it to work out. You need to get the mindset that you want your life to improve, and that you're going to conform to what God says. And when you do that, all the promises that he makes in the Bible are yours. You just really need to reach out and take them. Many times because people don't get in the Word, they don't know how to reach out and do it. They don't know that they have to reach out and do it. And the Bible tells us 
that because of lack of knowledge, his people perish. you got to get in the Word. Just going to church Sunday morning and sitting there and sleeping in the church is not going to get you what you need to help you out in life. And in life, there's going to be problems. Why? Because we still live in this broken world. We're not of this world. We're citizens of heaven. But we still live here. We still live in a world where the majority of people are trying to tell God how to be God rather than following. You understand where I'm going with that? We try to tell God, and even some Christians do it, they try to tell God how to be God rather than following and resting in his word and in his arms. If we were so good at it, this world wouldn't be broken in the first place. But we stink. We stink at it. And trying to tell God how to be God is the same as saying, I don't believe you. I don't believe you're God. I don't believe you have this in control. I just don't believe you. I can do this better, so I'm going to do it myself. That's basically what you're saying. And just because you are following doesn't mean that everything is going to be hunky-dory and, and that problems are going to go away. But God does talk about persevering. The people of God need to persevere. We need to press through sometimes. We need to have breakthroughs. We need to get into the Word and find out what God says about the situation in our life. And, and that means that you've got to study. And if you don't know where to study, well, then you can ask your pastor. You, you can look it up. You can ask another brother or sister that maybe has gone through the same thing that you're going through right now and may be able to help you. But I'm going to read some more to you um, about perseverance. It says, therefore, and I'm reading in Hebrews 10, I'm starting in, in verse 35. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Therefore, don't throw away your commitment, basically, which has a great reward. In other words, persevere. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise after you have done the will of God and you have persevered to the end, you will receive the promise, which that promise is to spend eternity with Christ. In heaven, walking on streets of gold, attending a feast. Personally, I'm looking forward to that because that means that I can eat some of my favorite stuff and not gain any weight and not be full. I can just keep on going. And I'm looking at, you know, little those little hamburgers that you get in the Chicagoland area. Oh, yeah. And pizza and all that good stuff. I'm going to probably end up needing some fruit and, and, and things of that type. But it goes on. And here's where I really find it interesting in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, you're hoping for something to happen. You're praying. You're hoping for, uh, you know, a better job. You're hoping for uh, cancer or some other illness to go away. Or you're hoping for a new place to live. Or you're hoping for a better life, okay? 
It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is faith? It's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In other words, something changes, something happens, and the only one that could have done it would have been the Lord. The Holy Spirit didn't leave you there. God blessed you and something happened. That's what faith is. You hope for it. You hope for it. And you persevere. And you continue to hope for it. And you pray for it. And you pray for it. And you use the Bible. When you pray, open the scripture up and remind God of his word. You're supposed to do that. That's not being a nag. That's saying, Lord, you're telling me this. And I'm relying on you for this. I'm trying to to persevere and live by your word, and this is what you've told me. And all the promises in the Bible are yours, and there's more promises. You know, they try to count them. Some people say there's hundreds. Some people say there's thousands. They try to count them, but let me put it to you this way. There is more in the word of God than you will ever be able to imagine. And sometimes you can go back and read something that uh, uh, you read once before and get something totally different from it totally different from it and when i say that i'm not saying something opposite of what you got before but what i'm saying is is it opens up a new revelation to you that you didn't think about before you know the bible tells us god is the same yesterday today and forever he doesn't change the promises and the love and the things that he wants to give you in this Bible are the same today as they were before Jesus walked on the earth, during when Jesus walked on the earth, and since he walked on the earth. But you got to persevere. You know, you need to hang on to your faith like a pit bull on a bone, and sometimes that's not easy to do. Okay, let's be real about this. Sometimes it's not easy to do. And guess what? In your prayer time, you can ask the Lord, Lord, help me with my unbelief. Help me with my fear. Because we know that God has not given us a spirit of fear. And we know that at times, everybody gets a dip in faith. Everybody. Anybody who says that they don't doubt, even John the Baptist doubted. John was the cousin of the earthly cousin of Jesus, he knew who Jesus was. He was out there, you know, saying, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He knew he was the precursor. He, he was the, the, the foundation layer, the, the, the way maker uh, before Jesus. He knew that. But he'd been locked up in prison, and he was feeling pretty depressed. And even he had a moment of doubt. Everybody does. Everybody will. But you repent from that, you get down on your knees, you thank the Lord, you get back into his word, find out what the word says about your situation, grab onto it, okay, grab onto it like a dog who's just found his favorite bone with some really good meat on it, he's not going to let it go, and don't let go of your faith. There's a difference between having a little dip in faith and letting go and walking away from your faith. There's a big difference. So, I hope this helps you. I hope you got something out of this. Get on it. Hang on to it. Remember, Hebrews uh, 10, 
35, and then Hebrews 11.1. 1. All right, and remember the scripture from Matthew that I read you. Go and check it out. Open your own Bible up and check it out. Don't trust me. Go back and read it. And until next time, God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.